Can the Chiefs pick up where they left off last week and take it to those Cowboys? Who's ready to go? What do they have to watch out for? Who are the key matchups? And what do we think is actually going to happen? Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Let's talk about Happy Red Friday. Yeah, right. I'm I'm set. This is uh this is an exciting week, I think, because if they can capitalize on the momentum that they created and the Raiders helped them create, um this is this is the role that they need to get on going into a bye. Yep. No, it's a huge game for them. If they can win this game, they're going to be in great shape going forward and the season doesn't look as lost as it did a month ago. Yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, the the changes in the standings have been I don't know, pretty telling if it comes down. To yeah, it. it's been – it's really gone Kansas City's way. And I'm sitting here looking at their schedule. If they win this game, then they have basically three AFC West games uh, the next couple of weeks uh, when they come back from their bye. And right now all of those teams have five wins. So you're in position to basically have the ability to run your own – you know, control your own destiny. Broncos, yep. Raiders, Chargers, Steelers – uh, and the hardest game that they may have left is probably is maybe the Bengals. We'll see. Depends on how the Bengals play in the next couple of weeks to see if they continue how they started the season at least. Uh, but Kansas City's in a much better position than I expected them to be. I think they're still having one of the hardest schedules left in the NFL currently. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with all of the AFC West at or above 500, that's that's probably playing into that because you don't have – the teams like the Dolphins and the Jets that and the Texans that are, you know, so far below 500 that they pulled your average down. They need to take advantage of it. Clearly, it's going to be a little bit harder because they lost Marcus Kemp today to a COVID listing. Uh, don't think he's going to be available. They did, in retrospect, protect Darius Fountain, who could maybe step in. Maybe they envisioned that. I'm not so sure. I, I, I never thought he was the same level of or even close to the same level of special teams player, but they have to have a body not, similar. Ilk. But they have to have somebody there. Exactly. And and you have to – you would think that you would also want somebody that can go in and play receiver just in case something happens to one of your guys. So that makes a lot of sense. I would almost argue, though, that – and I said this on Twitter, and, and some people are, you know don't agree with me. This could be the way that Clyde comes back this week. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's going to be a guy that you're going to go use on special teams, but he gives you the ability to receive out of the backfield, and he could actually, I think, really help in that regard. So, Well, and if they're smart, they'll, they'll go about that, and we'll get into the matchups and how they go about running the offense here as well. A couple of other updates. LeJarius Sneed is still dealing with a knee, but we saw how he performed last week. Like He was still living in practice, but he was out there. Yep. I don't expect that to slow him down in any way. Um, yep. They did add Derek Nottie today to the list with a hip injury, although he was a full participant. Just just something to keep uh, keep an eye on there. And it's starting to add up now because you have you have three fifths of the offensive line are on this list in Brown, Tooney, and uh, Trey Smith. Everybody's kind of dealing with something. Uh, Mike Hughes got added with an elbow that I didn't see anything happen with last week. Again, all full participants, but still got to be aware that there's some things nagging it. And the only person who didn't play and will not play in this game uh, is Lucas Niang. So you're looking at the same lineup. Can can Wiley do the same thing this week as last? That's going to be one of the main questions that we have to ask. But this has been, I think, one of the better weeks for them 
letting their kind of uh, relief out about getting back on track. Um, and did you get a, a vibe from the team this week? Not really, although I will have to say I'm kind of disappointed in you. I for sure, I was just absolutely sure you were going to mention who's going to be banging the drum this week at Arrowhead. Oh, I haven't seen yet, so I wouldn't know. Oh, it's Anthony Sherman. Ah, okay. That's good. That's why I, I was sure you were going to bang that drum. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what I will say, though, is is it looks like the Cowboys are getting Tyron Smith back more than likely. Uh, he is a limited participant this week so far in practice, both Wednesday and Thursday. That would be huge for them to be able to get him back. Uh, he is a fantastic left tackle. So if Kansas City plays against Tyron Smith, I think that's going to be something that uh, is going to hurt them a little bit. Uh, but really, everybody else is full practice for the Cowboys for the most part. So I think they're going to be in good shape and they should be healthy. Though, one of the things we did talk about in the crossover was they don't have defensive linemen. Right. Yeah. They're, everybody's they're, they're practicing, missing, but Lawrence and Gregory out. <laughs> yeah. So Kansas City is going to be blessed in that regard. Uh, and you have a great question, and that's something we're going to, need to talk about once we get into talking about matchups. It can Wiley do what he did last week? Because I fully expect that the Cowboys are going to use Parsons on him. Oh, yeah. I, I would all day long would be my expectation, although I've said that every week this year. Like, put your best pass rusher on the right yeah. or, or against the right on the left side of the defense. But hey. You never know. Um, may, maybe they got the gas to get it done. If you need gas just like I do, you can go fill up and you can get a lot more for it by using one simple thing. It's called Get Upside. It's an app you can get from any store, Google, Apple, wherever you want to go. You download that and track your gas uh, purchases through our promo code TOUCHDOWN and you get 25 cents back on every gallon that you purchase and it stacks up in your account. You can then take it out and pay yourself back through PayPal or, or your bank account or a gift card or even Amazon. Uh, a lot of money can be saved here. A lot of people drive around and you for somebody like me, you know, it's, it's 30 gallons at a time when you fill up at the very least. So that adds up pretty quickly. And right now, if you go sign up with that promo code touchdown and you get your first tank, that tank gets an extra 25 cents for every gallon that you put in there. So you're able to double up right now and get all the benefits of the Upside app. That's Get Upside and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN for up to 50 cents back on your next fill up. That really add up for you considering you get, what, five miles to a gallon on that truck of yours? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm pushing like 17. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, well, a lot to talk about when we start talking about matchups in this game. And let's go and talk about the biggest one, to me at least, on the defensive side, or on the offensive side for Kansas City. And it is going to be uh, Andrew Wiley. Mm -hmm. Whoever they put on Andrew Wiley. Micah Parsons would be my guess. I would imagine they're going to put him there just because I think that's where they're going to get their pressure. I don't think that they're going to be getting much pressure on Brown if he continues to play a little bit better like he has the past several weeks. But the key here for Kansas City is can Patrick do what he did last week? Does he get the ball out quick? If he does, that really negates problems at the tackle position. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Could they roll the pocket a little bit as well? Possibly. Um, I think Orlando Brown's been playing better of late, so I don't know that it's going to tempt the Cowboys to, to put Parsons on him for just fear, although he does have a, an explosive first step that is something that can give – uh, Brown, a little bit of trouble. I don't know if they're going to see if that's a, a matchup that they're going to go at all day and win. So it does make sense for the keep in there. But on the flip side, that means that it's likely Terrell Basham going to line up across from Orlando Brown. And that's a big positive for the Chiefs side of it. Yeah, and I would agree with that. The, the, the issue that I'm going to have is, and I think the biggest key for Kansas City is where they didn't have, 
where they had the most trouble last year was in the interior. And they were getting killed on the interior of the offensive line. That is not the issue this year. So if Mahomes is able to get the ball out on three and five step drops, that significantly is going to help this offense. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, they're going to rotate some other guys in there. Jerry's uh, Armstrong, Rock Chalk. Glad to see that out there. Um, not many of us left in the league. So, hey, you got to celebrate. There's a reason can. not many of them are in the left in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wichita State, I hear you. Yeah. Um, going forward, though, there's also another one. Like, they've been flipping around a couple of weak spots. Um, it was KZ one week. It was uh, Donovan Wilson last week, the free safety spot, who had some trouble and are, I think, susceptible, particularly when – if Pat can stay uh, on tempo and stay tight early and draw those guys down, whether they move out of a too high, which I f- certainly expect to see again, I think everybody got a little dose of, oh, what if we're going to be tough like Gus Bradley and just stay in the, the single high looks? Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen again, probably likely for the rest of the season. Well, I guess there's another game against the Raiders. Um, <laughs> I, I Unless they force them to come down, I think that might be something where Patrick can catch somebody off guard. But in order to do that, I do think they have to run the ball. There is a significant gap with Osa um, Adigazua in the middle at the right tackle spot in their defensive line right now that's had a rough go as well. So I think you can run the ball there and you will have opportunities for play action. Yeah, and I think that running the ball is going to be key in this game. And, you know, I talked about this on the crossover uh, with Marcus yesterday one of the things that we really have to remember in Reed's offense, and this is something that's always going to be big in Reed, so Reed's offense, anything that's really a flat pass or maybe even slants to some regard, Reed is going to look at his runs. Mm-hmm. That's the way he plays his offense. So to me, that's one of those things. And, and that really plays into this RPO as well. And I think that's part of the reason that they've been so successful is because when they are able to threaten the run, which I think they can do in this game, I think they have the offensive line to be able to do it against this defensive line. Uh, when they're able to threaten the run, they can use the RPOs more effectively, and you're going to be able to get guys open. And the big question for me that I've had for the past several weeks, is this the week we finally see Josh Gordon do something other than get one target thrown his way that he doesn't catch? I'm over here holding my breath. Yeah. I mean, if it is, it's going to be great for the Chiefs offense because one of the things that worries me about this offense right now is yes you can dink and dunk the ball the way you're way down the field that's great and one of the things we also talked about in the crossover was do you really try to put Trayvon Diggs on Tyree Kill that's not a matchup that is really going to work in Diggs's favor he doesn't have the speed to go against Hill so that's something you really don't want to do so do you put Trayvon Diggs on a Josh Gordon and just shut down that one side of the field that actually may work in Kansas City's favor in some regards, though, because at that point you have two guys guarding Hill and two guys, two guys probably guarding Kelsey, but you don't have their best weapon on defense going up against those guys that you're more than likely going to be throwing the ball to. Well, I think after what we saw last week, I think the Cowboys may be even tempted to take Diggs out of his corner spot and put him on Travis Kelsey. Try to muscle him up. He's really their only – cornerback that i think can survive in trying to be physical with travis yeah i'm down with that do that i'm a big digs guy you guys remember that from the draft cycle but in that matchup that's that's something no matter who's on there travis kelsey has has a day in waiting it's just about can they deliver the ball for me yeah and so that's you know it's a big key when it comes to the offensive side we start flipping it over to the defensive side it gets a little bit more muddied for me 
because you start looking at different positions and going, okay, well, how's Kansas City going to match up? And it's not necessarily any one specific matchup. It's everybody. What are they going to do? Because Dallas has a ton of weapons and it's an offense that, like they haven't seen really so far this season. For, for me, it all comes down to two things, to tell you the truth. I mean, Dak is is obviously playing super well. He actually uh, won the Air Player of the Week this year over Patrick. Uh, that that tells you the, the viability of his game. But for me, it comes down to two things. Can you stop the run when they try to take Zeke and cram him down your throat? And the matchup that it all comes down to, I think we'll probably throw in the next one, but what do you think of the run game? Yeah, I... I think that it's going to be tough. If they can stop Ezekiel Elliott, I think they have a chance. But you have to make this team one-dimensional, and that's going to be very hard to do. But the other problem is, is even if you make them one-dimensional, they have three guys, a wide receiver, that can hurt you. Uh, yeah. Gallup isn't you know, a star, but he's a good wide receiver. Amari Cooper is a star, and CeeDee Lamb is a budding star. And their tight end hasn't been bad either. So True. it's questions all across the board and how are you going to defend that as a, as a pass defense and one of the big things and and I don't know how much you watch Dan Orlovsky one of the things that they talked about today is can Dallas force Kansas City into man looks because that does not work to Kansas City's advantage if you look at what they've been doing over the past several weeks they've been playing a lot more zone and it's worked to their favor it has um but they are all built to play man so if they need to mix that in I'm not terribly concerned about it it is can you stop the run without dropping that safety down, without getting into yeah. that? Don't let them force you into doing it. If you choose to mix it in, I think they can be fine, but don't let them bully you around. We're, we're going to see what that comes to. And I, I want to talk about a couple of specific matchups coming up next, but uh, I am starting to get hungry. You always get hungry. But I can't say I blame you. You have it right there. I can hear it. It is Built Bar, and it is the best tasting protein bar ever. You absolutely have to try this if you haven't already. Uh, I got an order of the coconut chocolate chunk. It is upstairs. It is fantastic. Uh, absolutely loving it. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are absolutely missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. It absolutely tastes like candy. Uh, most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. The Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Bill bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious. So many flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint, brownie, chocolate. Sorry, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. Like my, like I said, my favorite, and I think Ryan's favorite. Coconut chocolate chunk. Oh, yeah. Cho oh, sorry, coconut brownie chunk. I apologize. Uh, I also really like the real cookie dough, which they don't have on sale right now, but you have to try Bill Bar if you haven't already. This month, Bill Bar is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to bill.com and use promo code LOCK15 for, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Uh, Bill.com. Oh, there you go. How many of those do you have? Oh, yeah. I got like four or five sitting here. <laughs> and if you're wanting to make a bet on this game, which I think is going to be very entertaining, uh, I would definitely take the over. I think there's going to be a ton of scoring. But betonline.ag is the place you want to go. They are back and they are better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. and More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. 
Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Where okay, it starts sir. Is one thing. Where yeah, it ends where is, is a whole different deal. <laughs> I, I think when it comes down to it, and you set it up perfectly in the last segment. Um, nothing against Cooper and Gallup, two guys that I think can give this team some trouble. Cooper in particular, I think uh, his time in Dallas honestly has been. I think a little underrated in terms of of what he's been able to produce. So kudos to him. But I do feel like Fenton's going to body up on him early and be okay. Will he lose late in the route? Maybe once or twice. Ward, I think, is probably opposite. I think he's going to initially be beaten. I think he'll be able to recover pretty well against those guys. The guy that scares me is, quite frankly, the young guy. Because this is a a marquee matchup between CeeDee Lamb and LeJarrius Sneed. And Legereus has been a little banged up. Yep. Has he played well? Yes. Is he going to give up a catch or two? I think that he will. And I'm. it's going to be okay with that. I think it, it really comes down to, does he keep – well, A, do they continue to line uh, Lamb up predominantly in the slot against Snead? That's going to be part of it. Um, but B, can he keep him out of the end zone? I think that is really going to be the determining factor about who wins that matchup this week. Yeah, and I think the other key that's really going to be interesting to watch is how does Kansas City use their safeties in this game? Uh, because we have seen Daniel Sorensen's role reduce the past several weeks. Uh, in this scenario where you're going to be going up against three wide receiver sets, I would think more often than not, uh, I would imagine that you're going to be in a situation where you're probably going to be seeing more of Daniel Sorensen than you have in the past, and that is not a good situation for Kansas City. So they need to figure that out, and they need to get it figured out early. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Now, the, the slot thing for them has been coming on. I just want to reiterate that. It, it's it been sporadic, but the last two games, he's played a lot in the slot, and that's why I bring it up. The safety will will help rotate that. Are you going to give yourself an opportunity to play the Robert Ouellette Maybe Snead and Matthew trade off in some place. Are you going to do some, especially if they are able to stay in zone, some handoffs there that are going to allow you to disguise what you're doing? All that is well and good. It's all predicated on this, though. Dak Prescott is very efficient against the pass rush. So blitzing is not a good option for this team right now. And Spags is going to have to control himself, and he's going to have to rely on the front four to go get things done. If they do that, they should be fine. You got to apply pressure, but you got to not use five guys to do it. Is basically the way that it boils down. Do you think that they can pull that off? I think that they're going to have to be creative. I think that they're going to send blitzes, and I think that they have to make something that Dak isn't going to expect. You have to. You're going to have to dive into your bag of tricks on this one because you're right. Dak is very good against the blitz, but he is also somebody that's very good pre-snap. So you have to be able to try to fool him if you can fool him. And all it really takes is three or four plays. If you can fool him twice in the first half and twice in the second half, that may be enough if one of those leads to a turnover or a huge third down stop at different times throughout the ballgame. That may be all it takes. I do Mm -hmm. think this Kansas City offense is going to be more like they were against Oakland – or, sorry, against Las Vegas. I still can't can't get over the Oakland thing – than they have been in previous weeks. So I do think that their offense is back to some extent, uh, especially considering I think Mahomes has seen that – 
he has to take what the defenses are giving him. Yeah. I, I like to break it down on, on how they attack and how the quarterbacks perform in specific situations. When he's just untouched, as you would expect from most quarterbacks, that's when he generally has his best completion percentage and his best QB rating. The key is when you get it lowest on Dak Prescott, it is when you get pressure with four and you're not blitzing. So yep. if you can do that, that is the key to slowing down what I think is going to be the strength. Can they sell out and stop the run? Yes, just like they did against Derrick Henry, um, like they did when they thought A.J. Dillon was going to be used as a battering ram. They're able to do that, but you got to take the one-two punch. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to balance. Can they keep them under 21 points? I think that's the threshold for a victory here. Yeah, and I think that that's 21 points. Yeah. Whew, man, that's asking a ton. Uh, the one thing I will say, is it possible that they can play well? Yes, it's possible they can play well. Do I expect them to play well? Uh, yeah, I expect both teams to play well. I don't think Kansas City keeps them under 21 points. Their defense has played fantastic, but this offense is a completely different uh, thing. And really the big question is, is, does Chris Jones have a huge say in how this game goes? Because he is a one-man wrecking crew, and he can wreck this Dallas Cowboys offensive line if he can give – uh, their center and their guards trouble. And I'm not talking Zach yeah. Martin. I think Zach Martin will be fine. But Connor Williams is one of the worst guards in the NFL when it comes to uh, uh, penalties. So put Chris Jones over him multiple times and see what you can do. I'm with you. It feels to me too like I got to look at Chris Jones last week because it feels almost like they saved Melvin Ingram for a reason. And if I'm them, I'm starting to wonder, like, why Why did you do that? What was it? It was 10. It was about 14 of 33 snaps for Chris Jones' route at end. I don't think you can do that this week. I think you have to leave him inside, and I think maybe by resting Melvin a little bit, he only played 21 snaps last week versus 29 the week before, maybe that allows him to play more this week, especially in passing downs where you can actually get all of them on the field rather than putting Chris out at end. What do you, do you think that that's gotta be a plan or is it just a coincidence? I don't know that it's a coincidence. You also have to look at the situational football because when Kansas city got up late in the third quarter, there was no reason to have Melvin Ingram out there on the field. True. So I think it's situational football. And I do think that maybe there was something there to, you know, play Chris Jones defensive end more in that game, because uh, you know, the bigger thing that really has, dictated at least to me in some regard where Chris Jones has played is the running game. Mm -hmm. How are they stopping the run? If they're stopping the run, well, that's probably because Chris Jones is a defensive tackle. And that's where I expect him to play most of this game because I think that they know that they have to stop Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think they were that worried about Josh Jacobs getting going last week. It really didn't seem like he ever got started. And once they got him started shutting down, you don't have to worry about Chris Jones not hitting the right l rushing lane when he's trying to stop the run at that point. So I think it's a combination of things. Yeah, that makes sense. At the end of the day, a game is a game and you, you got to take care of it. Ooh. Where, where are you? What do you think happens? I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. And it's, I'm going to pick Kansas city to lose this game. Wow. Do they have the ability? Yes. Would I love to be wrong? Absolutely. Uh, but until they can show that this defense is for real and they can actually do it against uh, high-level competition, then I'm going to question how good the defense is. And I still see I still see Sorensen on the field too much. 
And if Sorensen is on the field against Dak Prescott, I know where Dak Prescott is going to be going with the ball. Um, I do think Kansas City's offense comes back. I think that they score a lot of points. I could see them losing this game in a shootout, uh, 38-31. Oh, wow. Okay. Schultz and Lamb would be the targets there against Sorensen, just if that does happen. But you you do know this is in Arrowhead, right? I know. Okay, I'm, I'm I hate saying say, I, I, I hate saying it. I just I don't see this defense slowing down the Cowboys. I would love to be wrong, but until they show that they can – I mean, they played the New York Giants and they played the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's the Raiders. I'm sorry. It's a divisional game. Steve Spagnuolo's played against Derek Carr a bunch of times. Uh, and he's played against the Cowboys a bunch, but it's been a while since he's played against the Cowboys. So I just I think that this is going to be an offensive game, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are too. I I see this as being something that they can stop the run. I think they can limit them. I think at the end of the day, having weakness in the in the Cowboys secondary be that their their deep free safety. I think there's going to be available shots for Patrick from time to time. I think he takes at least three of them and hopefully hits more than we saw him hit last week in terms of percentage. I, and I do think that there are risk takers on that defense. The linebackers are pretty solid. I don't think they're extraordinary. I think Leighton Van Der Esch is a solid player, but I think he can be run away from, especially by running backs and tight ends. We've talked a little bit about that. At the end of the day, I think both these teams emerge from this game with seven wins. Chiefs win 31-21. There you At this go. point, folks, let us know what you think. We'd love to see your comments on the YouTube channel. Give us what your prediction is as you are over there. Like, sub, and hit that bell notification so you can see what we're doing. And if you would also maybe put your prediction in the iTunes reviews, we'd love to see those. We'd like to know what you think of the show format and how we're doing here. We try to keep things tight and honest for you. We're going to keep that up. We'll be with you post-game. Thank you for all of your time and hanging out with us. Thank you, Chris, for everything running this show. And, folks, we will talk to you post-game. Enjoy your weekend.